in the next 15 minutes or so, you'll hear a bit of a heart-to-heart, an excerpt from last week's Lion Rockers, which is a new program that I've been hosting every Saturday morning where we sit down with some of the the, the movers and the shakers in our city. And in last week's episode, I got to chat with Brett Free, who's a former Deputy Information Services Director, and he tells us a little bit more about his love for Hong Kong and how he handled some of the toughest times that we've seen in the city. Hong Kong has been through incredible challenges many times, not just in the last three or four years, many times. And Hong Kong has always survived. It's always reinvented itself. It's always come out better at the other end. Um, That's what history teaches us. Um, 1995, um, Fortune magazine predicted the death of Hong Kong. Um, And this sort of, you know outrage at the time that they would say that and I think 15, 20 years later they, mea culpa and we were wrong you know, you can't write off Hong Kong um, that to me is is the spirit and in terms of working with people, I've worked with a lot of people um, nearly all locals uh, although I would regard myself as a local now because I've been here for You've so been long been here for so long, <laughs> yes <laughs> but you know, to me the stoicism and the just sort of dogged determination, it was something that you know, was a hallmark of a lot of the people I work with over the years. They just, it didn't matter how tough things were, they just continue and continue. I really admired them. I really admired them. Yeah. How do you apply those qualities to your own life or to your own work and life? Um, oh, wow. Um, it's a tough question. I think, um, you know, resilience is, um, is something which requires mental um, uh, st- mental stamina and 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 awareness and self awareness um, I think that in a place like Hong Kong um, is it is an, it can be an incredibly stressful place Hong Kong and it does and it can take its toll on people's uh, mental and physical health and I, and and I speak from personal experience of of, of, of having sort of endured that um, how, how did you deal with that I think so the background of that is that 2019, really, you know, that was the toughest time in my professional and I'd say personal life. Um, not just because there was so much stress and pressure in what we did in terms of the information and news side of things, but because I had been such a long-term Hong Kong resident, and to see the sort of city blow up like that was incredibly painful. didn't matter what side of politics you're on. It was an incredibly painful experience for a lot of people. It was traumatising. But coupled with what we had to do in our job, um, you know, that added another whole new dimension of of stuff. Um, And then there was a lull at the end of 2019 and then COVID hit and that was a whole new world of pressure and uncertainty um, that we needed to deal with. It, it wasn't as acute, I'd say, as what it was in 2019, which which is actually nine months of, of mayhem, um, but it was still this sort of constant uncertainty and fluidity that we needed to deal with and, in, and, and also in the information game, things changed every day. Um, and that eventually took its toll on me. I, I, I had a sort of um, a physical and mental breakdown at the end of 2020. And um, the physical medical side took about six or seven months to resolve. And the, but the mental side was about a year. 
Um, and I, I did receive counselling and I had a great psychologist that I worked with who helped me initially with the, the stress issues in terms of sleep and dealing with stress and then helping me deal with normal sort of day-to-day pressures and then, you know, long-term issues I'd, I'd sort of buried for a long time. Um, to me, the thing about that was, at the time, of course, it was incredibly painful. But looking back, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened because it helped me understand myself a lot better. But I think also it's important to understand that the insidious nature of um, mental stress and mental pressure, because people who perform in high-level jobs like I used to, there's a tendency to try to think that you can cope. And a lot of the times, yeah. It, it, it just builds up. It, it builds up. It's la- it, it's, it, and I say it's insidious because it's, it's like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, and then eventually, bang, something happens. In my case, it was my body saying enough's enough. Um, and then there's a cascade effect that follows from, from the physical um, uh, issue. The mental one will, will, will come to light. I knew that there was something wrong, probably for four, five, six months before you know I hit the wall. But you can't... Ego, I guess, gets in the way. And you can't admit to yourself that, no, I can't cope, or it's okay, I can, you know, I, I can handle it. And that, to me, was a really important lesson, a really important lesson, because, unfortunately, I think a lot of people go through that. Did people around you notice that you were acting differently? Did, did they notice signs before you did? People knew that I was under stress because they knew the job that I did and they, they knew that, you know, like, oh, my God, like, you know, how can you do it? How, I mean, can, how, can, you how do can you handle it? Yes. that pressure all the time? Um, and so that in itself is, you know, so in a sense, no, they didn't. Um, they knew that I was under stress, but that was sort of framed in the context of, oh, that's the, that's what, that's the job you're doing and, you know, okay, of course it's going to be stressful. But nobody knew um, that I'd had a had a breakdown, um, and when I relate that to people now, they say to me, "Well, like, wow, I, you know, I didn't know that I was, you know, I'm so surprised that that happened." But to me, I think that is also a big red flag, because, you know, I was lucky. I was lucky. I had a I had a fantastic primary care doctor, and he was able to refer me to the proper um, counselling that I needed. That was great. But there are people that don't have that support network, um, and then unfortunately, then people take their lives be- because of these things. You know? And I think that you know the more that we can shed the light on mental health, um, wellness, um, you know, uh, balance in life, uh, the better. Um, and learn to acknowledge and accept those warning signals that your body and mind is telling you to try to sort of address it before it gets too late. Yeah, well said. Brett, I'm so glad you, you shared this with our listeners and with, with us today. And it's true, if, if some of our listeners are listening, if you are feeling those feelings of anxiety, you know, you don't have to suffer in silence and, you know, seek help and speak mm. to somebody you trust, speak to, um, I'd say go st- one step forward and speak to counsellors and, yeah. and therapists because they are really able to give you the tools to equip yourself. Yeah, um, they can. And, and you're right, you know, especially, maybe I'm generalising hugely, but women 
tend to talk more about their feelings mm. to their friends, whereas mm. men, especially men in perhaps big jobs or, or high positions, feel the need to hide this from their friends and family. Mm. Um, and like you said, it took it, when you share this now, mm. your friends and your family are like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, and that is a, a, a red flag. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it. It it is. I think the more that we can acknowledge that you know mental health is an issue that needs to be dealt with. You know, in in all walks of life, but particularly in sort of high functioning um, and and high stress jobs, uh, the better because it you know you can it can save lives and there's there's no shame in it. Absolutely. There's absolutely no shame in it. And and I'm I'm at the time as I said at the time, it was an incredibly um, you know stressful time um, because of the health issues, but um, having been able to have somebody who could help me deal with sleep, who could help me deal with time out, who could help me deal with stress and, and put together a structured way of getting digging yourself out of that hole was, was, in, was incredibly empowering. Absolutely. And, and I really totally agree. There's no shame in it because if we have a headache or if we have a, you know, a, a heart attack, we'd go to a doctor yeah. immediately. So yeah. I, I don't understand why people sure. don't go to the doctors if there's, they feel like there's something not quite right with mm. their mindset. Yeah. Um, also. So let's also talk about, we've only got a few mm. minutes left, Brett. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about what you do for fun. I love walking in the mountains and the, and the forests in Hong Kong. This has been something which I've always enjoyed from the time that I came to Hong Kong, but particularly in the last three or four years when things were so stressful, getting out into the countryside, immersing yourself in the in the jungle. Just recharging. Yeah, surrounding yeah. yourself by the trees, grounding yourself on the track. That, to me, is an absolute treasure of Hong Kong. It is, it is one of the defining, you know, Massive positives I I I I see in Hong Kong. I I just love getting out into the into the bush. I do it nearly every day. It is my sort of medicine. You know, it's a physical medicine and mental medicine. Movement is medicine, yeah. so it's great that you're movement's medicine. Yeah. But also the again, like in terms of mental health, um, sometimes you might wake up a bit, you know, low. You put your clothes on. You hop out. You know, within fifteen twenty minutes, out in the bush. Things start to sort of bubble down, settle down. You you get a bit settled, you get a bit calmer, and at the end of it, I always feel really good. Um, and yeah, so you'll find me in the in the bush, or the, or we call it the bush in Australia, the, the forest here. You know, practically every day. It's, it's absolutely a, a massively fantastic thing about Hong Kong. Yeah, I want to end the show with uh, some music. Um, yep. So what sorts of music are you into? And, and if there was one song that you could share with the listeners uh, that's of significance to you, uh, what song would that be? Uh, well, that's well. my music taste is incredibly eclectic. I like all sorts of things, classical, Chinese music, pop, you know, Aussie rock, of course. Um, the song I've chosen is uh, meaningful to me because it's called Lemon Tarts. And it's it's a it's a take on the old expression if life gives you lemons make lemonade. It's a song by an indie group from Sydney called Good Bargain, and three of the four band members are from Hong Kong, uh, either born or grew up here in Hong Kong. Oh, and one of them is my daughter. <laughs> one of them is my daughter, who's a musician. Um, so this is the song I've chosen, and um, I think it's a perfect um, one for this show, because when life has given Hong Kong 
lemons, we've always made lemonade or lemon tarts out of it. Excellent. Well, Brad, I really, really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with our listeners. Thanks for having me.